Do you know about what you doing? Where you can get news about the Jamaican culture and just learn about how Jamaicans are doing as a yard and a brother. You get to learn a new Jamaican patwa word or even a Jamaican phrase. I look forward to the patwa word of the day. The patwa word is pasa pasa. Word today is taco rum. Our word of the day is duffy. Quang. Not like a, not like a twang, not you. Enjoy tuning in to what a good. It happens every Friday, at 7 p.m. So check them out and bye from Toronto. Dodge, Quebec, it's La Jamaica. Écoute, what a good. Yes, I, what a good. I am a big fan of Wataguan. Relevant and entertaining, so keep up the good work. Watch Wataguan. Big up yourself, Wataguan. Wataguan. Yes, I. Wataguan. Watch Wataguan. Oh, we say I'm going to in my yard. Check it out. 7 p.m. every Welcome back and good evening to my friends, family, peeps, and fans, yard and abroad. Wherever you are, Wataguan National is on. You know the drill. As usual, at this time of the evening, when you see Moa, you know what time it is. Yes, Wataguan National is on. So text your friend, go to the gate, go on the back veranda or the front veranda, go on the side yard. But call out and just make everybody know that Wataguan National is on and your girl from Bongatown is back for another week. I just want to say a special welcome to those listening on Fresh FM Radio London. And to also let you know or remind you that Wataguan is also available as a podcast on Spotify, Podbeam, Google, Amazon, iHeart, Player FM, and all other major podcasting platforms. You can connect with any of the links you choose to watch on on our website at www.wataguan.ca. And as usual, Guan is, yep, two A's. It's another weekend in October. Jamaica, yes, the Black, Green, and Gold celebrated National Eras Day this past Monday. Who is your favorite hero? As we get to the close of the 2023 season of Wataguan, yep, we're coming to the end. We continue to uncover stories that shed light on our community. Today, we talk to a Jamaican whose athletic prowess took her to the top of the world. She was the number one high jumper in the world for a while and held the Jamaican national record for two decades. She joins to share her learnings, her successes, and the disappointments along that journey and how she's used it all to find her place in the world today. We'll be talking to Marissa Caden-Ed in just a few in a time to reason. So stay tuned for that because we're getting there shortly. Before we go any further, yep, you know what time it is. Yes, it is my favorite part of the show. Yup, it's Patwa time. This is a time where we share a word or a phrase proverb 
from the beautiful Jamaican Patois. And today we will be looking at a phrase or a proverb. And that one is, if you're born for eng, you can join. Yep, if you're born for eng, you can join. You know you like it, I like it, or we like it when you engage with us. And you do that by commenting, liking, dropping the comments down below in the comment section. So if you're on YouTube or you are on Facebook, the comment box yep, is just down below. So tell me today, what does, if you're born for eng, you can drone. Tell me what that the interpretation of that saying or proverb is. If you've never heard it before, time to call grandma or mommy or somebody and see if them can tell you, but keep the comments coming and tell me what this means. Yep. Um, last week, we went to Montreal to look at what the Jamaican Association of Montreal was doing. Mark Henry, president, and Sharon Nelson, director of programs, shared details about the arts center developed by the association. The center is a creative space for both veteran and upcoming artists. This first of its kind program provides a space for creation, learning and changes, as well as exhibition of art by and about black people. We look forward to the great output from the center and continued great community contribution by Mark and the team in Montreal. We love it when you engage with us. I just said that. But we want you to keep, once we get to um, the other parts of the show, we want you to engage with us through our different um, social media platform. So you do that by following, liking, commenting. You, for, you can do that with our all of social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and also on our website. Remember when you do all of that, it affects the algorithm and then everybody gets to know about what I go on national. If you missed an episode of last week's show, you can check out the replay on what I go on YouTube channel or on our Facebook page. You can find the links if you're having trouble searching and not seeing it, you can find the links at our website at www.wataguan.ca. And remember, Guan is two A's. Let us now share some events happening across Canada. The Walnut Foundation is having their 2023 annual conference on October 28. It is free and virtual. It starts at 10 a.m. Eastern with a slate of experienced professionals as well as prostate cancer survivors sharing information on the topic prostate cancer survivorship enjoying life beyond treatment register to attend at www.thewalnutfoundation.com for more information you can email info at the oh sorry thwalnutfoundation.com so for the email it's info at thwalnutfoundation.com or call 905-799-2759. In Calgary, the JCAA invites you to party with them as they present a one in a million you on Saturday, November 11th at the JCAA building located at 3208-611 8th Avenue, Northeast Calgary. 
DJ Tolo and DJ Mike Eclipse will be at the controls from 9 a.m. 9 p.m. Sorry to 2 a.m. Wear white plus your favorite color. Admission $15 if you're single, $25 if you're a couple. There will be a cash bar and soup on sale. Purchase tickets on Eventbrite or call 403-775-1235 for more information. If you are between 18 to 25 years old of Jamaican parentage and living in the diaspora, you could embrace and become closer to your Jamaican lineage through the Grace Kennedy Jamaican Birthright Program. Applications are open until November 30 to get a full cultural and professional internship in Jamaica. Airfare, housing, transportation, and stipend are included for the successful applicants. Many more great benefits from a world-leading company that has been around since 1922. Go to www.gkco.com for more information on the requirements and to apply. Now I'll look at Tupsa news from Dungayad. Reggae Boys to face Canada in Nations League quarterfinal in November. Jamaica will face Canada in the quarterfinals of the CONCACAF Nations League in November. It was announced by CONCACAF on Wednesday. The Reggae Boys will host the first leg on Friday, November 17th, before tackling the North Americans in the return leg on Tuesday, November 21st in Canada. The winner, along with other three quarter quarterfinal winners will qualify for the 2024 Nations League finals as well as the 2024 Copa America. Africa Fashion Week London is back! The largest annual fashion week in Europe, profiling African-inspired designs in its entirety, invites you to its spectacular two-day event. Whether you want to network with fashion industry gurus or wish to purchase a one-of-a-kind Afrocentric memento in our renowned exhibition marketplace, Africa Fashion Week London promises to immerse you in all things Africa and more. Tickets are selling fast now. Get your tickets at eventbrite.co.uk. Also, don't miss the opportunity to showcase or exhibit your designs at the Fashion Week. Register now at AfricaFashionWeekLondonUK.com Africa Fashion Week London. Book your tickets now. Welcome back. It is now time for my other favorite part of what I go on. And yes, that is a time to reason with none other than the big man himself, Donovan Simon. So grab the cocoa tea, the coffee tea, the tough crackers, or the ardo bread. Come back because it's now time to all a liquor reason. Thanks, thanks for taking the time. All right. Uh, yeah, 
That's what Miss Nicole. Yeah. I see insist on having people eat dry bread and crackers while they while they listen to me. No, sir. I said tea. Cocoa tea and coffee tea is there. And dry crackers and dry bread. No, you dip it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> people, listen. I'm going to eat something different. Buy KFC next week. Uh, this week we have, got, we, have got, we have an upgrade. Right? Or something like that. Anyway, we're going to talk about some big things this week. You know, somebody yeah. who said some high bars, literally. Right? So I'm going to have a reason. Yeah, man. Come back and then we can deal with these issues and more. All right, cool. Have a good reason. <laughs> All right. Folks, welcome again to A Time to Reason here on Watagwan. My name is Donovan. It's a pleasure to have you with us. And it's my pleasure to have somebody who has gotten to the top of the world, literally, in a field as a high jumper. Uh, moved to Canada in 1988. She's originally, well, she went to Kingston, but she grew up at Chilani. Right. <laughs> uh, went to Ranger College and then went to Abilene Christian University, a recent inductee in the ACU Hall of Fame, a six-time NCAA Div 2 champion, indoor and outdoor, all-time record holder for Jamaica uh, in the high jump for, uh, I think it's a little over 20 years made a world-leading jump back in 2002 and was ranked number one in the world in that sport for over two years and has been, like I said, a champion in at different levels. Uh, she knows more than me, so I'm going to bring her on here to, to have a chat about the journey to being world beater. Let me welcome Marissa Cadenhead here to share with us on a time to reason on what I've gone. Marissa, greetings. How you doing? I, I, well, I, I know your mouth is moving, so if you can't hear me, I am not hearing you. So let's let's try this again. Are you are you hearing me? You, you can nod. Okay, I I am not hearing you. So you want us to do a little reset? All right. You want you want to jump off and jump back on if you can't hear me. Yeah, just jump off and and come back in. Yeah, do 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 a, do a, do a, do a reset and let's see. All right, it, it happens. You know, welcome welcome to technology. I see a few few people e eagerly waiting the discussion because, like I said, this is a world champion. I don't know how often you get to talk to somebody who is a number one in the world in anything, but today we get to do that. So we'll be a little patient. We'll give her a chance to to reset and jump back into the virtual studio. And then we get the conversation going. All right, let's see. Here we go. Let's try it again. You have, you have to say something, Marissa? Something. Yeah, <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right, you know, um, a response yeah, like that is a response like that is perfect. Right? <laughs> welcome, welcome to our time to reason here in Wataguan. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. All right, listen, you, you have done so much. Like I said, I, 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 I read about a quarter of your bio because there, there's so much to talk about, right? To get to world number one. But before we, we, we get to the top, maybe let's start at, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Track and field, how, how did you get in, 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 involved 
in track and field? Did it start in Jamaica? Give, a, give us a little of the background. Yeah, sure. Um, it might surprise you to know that I serendipitously got into this sport, like um, Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> You're careful with the Alice thing. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because, um, uh, so three things I'll say. There's a lot of reasons how I got in here, but three in particular, the serendipity, by happenstance and also uh, tragedy. Um, respectfully, you know, I lost my mother when I was a teenager. And um, that was the sort of the epic thing that drove me to world number one, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, so where did it start? Because I, I know you, somebody looked at you and thought you'd be a basketball player because you were so tall. That's right. That's but right. Up, so, um, but for track and field, for me, really, um, I'm from a culture in Jamaica that is very sporty. We're a very sporty bunch. I mean, summertime playing dandy shandy and um, Chinese skip. I hope there's no offense to that. <laughs> I don't know another name for it. Do you? No, so um, we have got uh, Nicole that whenever you're about Chinese skip. Yet. <laughs> yes, so in Chinese skip, you you jump from ankle heights to knee to hip, all the way up to fingertips. And is that, a, is that a girl thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't remember any boys playing, but oh, yeah. All right. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. So when you get up to fingertips, you no longer jump in. If you could jump at the fingertips level, you do it. But basically, that is a high jump game. Mm -hmm. and, um, since I was the youngest in of all my siblings and all my husbands, um, I really compete really hard because I was always searching for something I can win at. Mm -hmm. uh, but just coming from a sporty culture and growing up with only brothers also drives you because I barely had a chance to win anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine. Um, I say by when I attended, um, I was at Winard Road Primary School before mm -hmm. I left to go to Canada. And right in that community, my father, if I may just send a shout out to Mr. Brenton Cadenet, AKA at 64 Winard Road. My father has been a poster in that community for over five decades. Mm -hmm. and, um, I went to school across the street there at Winard Road Primary. And that is my earliest memory of my involvement with track and field. Mm -hmm. Because that school, I remember we had four clubs there um, during inter-sport, um, inter-school sports day. Mm -hmm. We had four clubs. We had Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, mm -hmm. and Venus. And I was on Mars. And um, we competed really hard because the best of the best were taken out of there to represent our school at Champs. Mm -hmm. Now, I never got the chance to go to Champs, but it didn't really bother me much. I just like to be part of the fanfare. But I can remember those days that uh, my older cousins were all participating or going to Champs. Mm -hmm. I remember roadblock because people, you know, get out of school early and the taxis are full, bus full, who's walking in groups up Mountain View, going up to the stadium. Yeah. yeah. It was a big deal. Yeah. So um, after that, uh, I was moved abroad. When I moved to Canada, 
I didn't actually know anything about sports. And I think like with a lot of um, Caribbean parents, when they come to this region in North America, they don't really, they're not familiar with the system. It takes a while mm -hmm. to understand how things work here differently than back home. And yeah. so um, our parents, we grow with a lot of resilience and, 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 you know, it is this, if you can't get over it, get under it, around it kind of thing. <laughs> so with our, with our parents, you know, the most important thing was your education. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My mother saying to me all the time, like, oh, all you kids want to do is get into sports. And what about lawyers and doctors? We need more of those. <laughs> <laughs> so with my mother, sports was not that big a deal. So because yeah. of that, I didn't really have my sights set on becoming the best in the world. I just always wanted to balance my um, learning with some other type of extracurricular activities. Um, mm -hmm. just because of my personality, right? Yeah. And so um, when I came to Canada, I didn't really know anything or where to go or what to do and adjusting to the new culture. The very first, um, one of the first sports I was introduced to was basketball. Right. And let me tell you how excited I was because my older cousins used to play every Sunday afternoon up by Yui. Mm -hmm. And um, I wasn't allowed to play because I was too young or I I think I was probably born to be a runner <laughs> because <laughs> every time I get the ball, I couldn't remember the two steps. The dribble. <laughs> <laughs> the dribble, one two step only and I would always try to take off with the ball. So now when I come to Canada and they introduce me to basketball, oh my God, I was like, oh my God, I can run with the ball, I'm free. <laughs> So let me tell you, every time that ball touched my hand, I take off running down the thing and I didn't even remember about my team. So I must have been accounted a ball hog because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I get the ball, my only goal was to shoot. Yeah. And that's what it was. So I was racking up up to 14 points in a game um, that's in junior high. And um, before you know it, um, you know, I, a funny story about that. My first time learning the game. And we were at a championship and my team was winning and it was halftime. During halftime, you have to switch sides. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I didn't remember that. And I was so <laughs> game on that when the game started, I went running to the next basket and I could hear people screaming my name. Marissa, no, Marissa, no. But I thought they said, Marissa, go, Marissa, go. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up scoring on my own net, but fortunately, the team was already on their way to winning. Yeah, so you, never, you never really helped them much. Right, right. So you know no. what? Um, I've been so fortunate always to be part of a winning team. The teams mm -hmm. that I've participated in have always been champions, even in my early years. So let's 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 digress into into becoming an actual student athlete, because you you know you you ended up at. At, at Ranger College, and then you went to Big ACU. Yeah. How, how did that all happen? Again, I'm going to say by grace and serendipity. Because um, after losing my mother, I was so... I probably, some people think I had a personality disorder, but I was so affected um, by the experience that... Um, I became very withdrawn, a very withdrawn person, you know, and um, I I focused a lot on my studies and 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 
and my and and I ended up not pursuing basketball anymore because it was a team sport and I felt mm. like too many people were going to see me sad and they were going to know what was going on inside which I I like to keep a smile mm. on my face. <laughs> so I um I end up saying, you know what, maybe I, I think I'll, I asked some of my friends, I said, I think I'm going to try out for a high jump scholarship. And let me tell you, even till this day, I can tell that usually when I say things like that to people, the answer is always, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I still like to ask just to entertain, um, entertain people. <laughs> but when I told my friends I was going to try out for a high jump scholarship, they said it will never work because, um, they don't give high jump scholarships and you will have to, um, they say you will have to run the 400 or the 200. Now I dreaded that because I'm a very good runner, but I didn't like the feeling afterward. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I kind of said inside of myself that maybe my scholarship will be the first. So I think that's the first time when I knew that I started to believe in myself and what mm -hmm. I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. And so, lo and behold, long story short, after that said, um, I ended up at Ranger College. And for one year, I'm supposed to be at Ranger College, but there's a funny story about my trip to Ranger College. <laughs> so, so after waiting around about maybe two years after high school um, to understand the structure of that collegiate system and how to get a scholarship. Um, I was told that I have to jump maybe about 170 or something. 170? Yeah. And Julia so I got, yeah, I'm <laughs> jumping like, I was, my best at the time was like maybe 165, <laughs> which mm. is just a, a smidgen away, right? Yeah. And let me tell you, could I get over even 165 trying so hard in practice? I could not. But it's not really a requirement for you to, you know, yeah, so yeah. I ended up getting the scholarship, thankfully. And um, when the phone call came in that, yes, we found this college for you, full scholarship. Let me tell you, I packed my bags and I jumped on a Greyhound bus from Toronto to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, so that was what you call a nosedive, right? Yeah. <laughs> because after... I'm on the bus now for several hours. I start wondering, like, wait, how long it's gonna take to reach this place? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I decided to go ask the bus driver, like, um, sir, oh. how long will it take to get to Texas? Oh, and it's kind of strange. I said, it takes about two days and two nights. <laughs> 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 so let me tell you, it's like I was on some kind of sabbatical because now. The time it would take to go back is the same time it would take to go forward. So, like, yeah. I was kind of... Yes, that's right. I decided to stay the course. And let me tell you, it was interesting along the way. I met some, you know, like, drunken Mexican guy come and sit beside me. He's all, like oily and sweaty and I'm so dreading the experience. And then the man turned to me and said, oh, Stay off that tequila and like, grow hairs on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> and then he passed out. Um, luckily, he did. Yeah. So I, you know what? That ride was over. Thankfully, I got to Ranger College and my coach collected me. And um, I talk about these things more in more detail and mention um, in my book that's coming out. 
It's called Triumphant Over Tragedy. And that, that is pretty much a story, as I won't be able to tell you all of them here, but yeah. it'll be in that book. And fun, yes, Triumph Over Tragedy. So I got to Ranger College, and um, another funny story. <laughs> I get to Ranger College, and I'm there because this is what my mother wants for me. She wants me to go to college and get a good education. So mm -hmm. I, I'm really struggling, by the way, emotionally, because I... No one particularly can say how long it takes to overcome trauma uh, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm there at Ranger College and I'm feeling really sad. And then I start getting bullied by people. I experience some discrimination from people from other islands and start getting more and more uncomfortable. And long and short, I dropped out of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I talk about this more in detail in my book. Yeah. And then well, fast forward. Well, you know, I you. <laughs> yes. So I dropped out of college and then I ended up at ACU through some other serendipitous um, happenstance. And fortunately, that happened. And the rest, you can say, uh, is history. Well, it's more yeah. than history. Six-time <laughs> NCAA Div 2 champion, uh, Hall of Famer at, at ACU, yeah, and exactly. a world-leading jump. Talk to us about that day in May in 2002, 195. All right. So, again, I had been, I feel I'd been struggling with my jumping. I, I don't, I wouldn't say that I was a good jumper or anything. I'm just someone who's really committed to the process of whatever it is I have to do. I need to figure it out and understand how it works so I can get it done properly. And, um, I was struggling a lot with my jumping. I took it so hard. Um, I felt like my, um, I felt like if I wasn't improving, I was kind of embarrassed that. Scholarship and my jumping is not improving. I put a lot of pressure on myself. Mm -hmm. So lo and behold, one day I make a statement to my out loud to the almighty, I say, you know, if by the time I graduate from school, I'm not the best in the world, I'm just going to hang up my shoes. It was that year that um, I became number one in the world. Uh, so, All right. So yeah. you are number one in the world. Mm -hmm. But along the way, you've had many successes as an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, six Div 2 titles, uh, Jamaican record for 20 years champion. In fact, I, I want to show you a picture because I want to, to bring this to the story. Um, you didn't share this one with me. Me search and find this one. Okay. Uh, and you say your father makes up one, one special thing and give a drink. Yes, indeed. Uh, Jamaica national champion. Talk to us a little bit about the highlights and maybe some of the, the pleasurable achievements, but also some of the things that may not have gone so well along the road. All right. All right. So you want the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, man. <laughs> you, remember, you remember this pose, by the way? Which one? Which one? You, I do remember. I remember the medal. <laughs> yeah, man. You, you said my father mixed me up one of his special yes, vital, I remember. vital energy juice in the blender with 24 orange and green beans and cucumber. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, so I'm not I'm not big on eating food when I compete because I'm too nervous. Um, so in any event, that day, I'm going to tell you, first of all, how I end up at that championship. 
again, it was it was not by happenstance this time. It was purposeful because I've been struggling so hard to improve my my jumping heights, right? And um, after winning the first NCAA title, eh, I got a little bit more confidence that hmm, maybe I could do this, yeah. And then when I win the second title, I said, hmm, okay, this can good. What if I become one of the best in the world and I will have to go and, you know, find my tribe sort of thing, mm -hmm. get in where I fit in kind of thing. So then I was thinking, hmm, do I, who do I represent? My home country? Do I do Canada? Or since I'm in the U.S., do I have to stay here? You see, the problem is there is no written code of conduct on that and mm -hmm. where you go so that um there's nobody to ask so you just make your own decision it was natural and instinctive for me to go home to my father because i miss him and my mother died and i was living in a new country and i was lonely so and here was a chance now i was doing good and here's a chance for me to go home the only thing on my mind was that i can go home to my family for the mm. summer and then everybody will get to see this wonderful thing i'm doing you know and come out and support me and um the day of the championship yes i see my father come after my father is a rastaman just so you know um mm. and he went to the market the morning and he bought a bags upon bags of produce like he normally do and when he came back and did turn up that blender I drank the juice <laughs> and I didn't even remember that I didn't have any food to eat. Let me tell you that mm -hmm. was some kind of super juice because after drinking that, I went to the championship and I felt like a superwoman, no doubt. And um, it was kind of bad that I didn't know my competitors because I was coming from, before I ended up on this high jump road, I was in basketball. I played really hard. I'm talking league teams, MVP trophies. I was like an epic basketball about basketballer. Um, but now I'm winning the championship and I don't know what to do after I win. <laughs> I didn't know what to do after, but my father was very instrumental in um assisted me to get to the top there yeah you 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 cracked 195 and, and you and i have talked about the story of the recognition of 195. Mm -hmm. uh let's talk about that a little because uh i think that's you know you've got a lot of high points but there are low points in the journey and we wanted to be balanced about the journey talk to us a little bit about that which part the recognition of 195 and, and the records oh. that you've set Oh, I see. Okay. So, you know, being away, uh, migrating to a new country, first of all, is is a very big step for a child. It was uh, my decision to move. When your parents say, we got to move, you got to move. Huh? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So my parents say, we got to move. And I always, I I thought I was going to go for a visit to Canada and come back home where I can smell the bees bush and, and suck sweet nectar from the flowers, you know, anytime or year and sunshine, sea and salt. But um, we were in Canada and it was really cold and all I could think about is being in the sun. So um, I'm here on the journey. 195 happens. I did not know what to do after that and not, no one said anything to me. 
more than congratulations. And the fact that I'm not in my home country when this happens, um, I sort of got lost along the way, got lost mm -hmm. in it. And um, I'm still trying to figure out what happened. And so I have sort of, let's say, hid myself throughout the years because mm -hmm. it has taken um, a long journey to with the tragic way in which I lost my mother. And mm -hmm. um, the high jump for me was sort of like a, a secret garden, like a hiding place. Um, I still do it today. Yeah, <laughs> I think come to that. I think come to that. <laughs> um, but um, there was no recognition, uh, not that I know of, actually, more than it was published in the newspaper. Um, and then I didn't hear anything about it. No one spoke about it ever since. Mm -hmm. And we're still not talking about it. And um, thank you very much for bringing me on here because I was in such a, my mental health with dealing with the tragedy was so impacted that I didn't have the, I didn't have my voice. I couldn't mm -hmm. speak like this. If you tried to talk to me like this 20 years ago, I I wasn't sure what I said to the newspaper even. or I, I just know that I set my goal and I work towards it, I achieve it, and then I don't know what happened after that. Yeah. And so, But I have sort of figured out, I learned some things looking back at the journey. I learned some really unpleasant things that took place. For one, um, I recently discovered that when that world number one performance happened, that record ought to have been placed under Jamaica's jurisdiction, but it was not. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say so is that um, in 2001, when my dad mixed me up that Ital juice and, and I went and won the championship, I thought that since there's no book written on the subject of which jurisdiction it represent, it was natural for me to return to my home country. And um, I, I, don't, I know that when I win that championship in Jamaica, that record mark placed me on the world athletics ranking um, under the Jamaica flag. Mm -hmm. That's no longer anywhere to be found. Like that's been erased off the internet. Um, the following year, indoor, after I win the Jamaica trials, two thousand and one. Woo! That was that was really something because um, so I win the championship there. And I'm saying, yes, this is it. This is where they come to you now and they congratulate you and they tell you you have to step to the side and wait for the instructions as to what's next. Mm. Well, it, it didn't work like that. I said, oh, 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 it's not so it work. Okay, so we have to go. So we'll go to the medal ceremony. I said, okay, okay, you get the medal and then they tell you what you do next. Well, I get a shake hand, I get my medal and then everybody just kind of pretty done. much treat me like a stranger yeah. <laughs> okay jumps done right so um i say okay well i guess it's over and then mm -hmm. i my father's he's letting me lead <laughs> okay so i'm ready to go he said all right let's go we leave and then on the monday morning there was a knock at my gate um coach charles fuller i don't know if you've heard of mr Sorry, fuller. Mm -hmm. rest his soul in peace uh he came willingly he came um, upon the instruction of a coach that was at ACU. It was a, a, a national junior team coach who was attending ACU at the time. And he worked mm -hmm. 
outside of the NCAA um, um, season. But he was uh, a, a partner with Coach Fuller in his club. And he mm -hmm. had made a call to Coach Fuller to let him know that I was coming in and that he was to look out for me. And so he did not. I, I'm suspecting now, based upon what I learned, that there was some conflict there because <laughs> Coach Fuller was the coach of the um, of the person who had been winning champs for quite some time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I didn't I didn't come into the championship knowing anything because I'm not that type of performer. I don't really look at the competition, Donovan. I know yeah, you just jump. Yeah, I kind of focus on what my goal is, and then I just work towards that. I don't. I'm not competing with the people. I'm competing mm -hmm. with the bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Fuller came and he said to me, um, he looked a little troubled when he said, um, you know, by right you win and you're supposed to be a team, but Chuck, I'm going to know what I'm doing up there, yeah, man. You're going to have to just wait for the um, wait for the, the deliberation. So just wait and see what they do. And yeah, it's still a wait. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I um let's just say I was a little bit naive because I yeah. believe I hang on his every word. And yeah, I didn't yeah, get around. Yeah. And after two weeks of waiting around, the clock is ticking. And I feel like I'm independent. I gotta get to work for the summer. I used to do movie extra and things like that to make my little cash to go back yeah. to school. Yeah. And um I I didn't hear anybody say anything. And you know, it go back home. Them say we're no we're no born provided no dogs invited yeah 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 so i if somebody say well why didn't call up the jt and ask them um well i got yeah, a message yeah, never, from yeah, right right that they were gonna tell me and let me tell you you know how mr fuller found me um that was by way of the entry form because oh. when you start the entry form you have to put all your details on there your height your weight everything your email mm -hmm. phone numbers address everything and so I suspect they had my information, but nobody bothered to reach out to me. And it was until fast forward years later that I find a newspaper online with my name listed for the team. <laughs> so I'm the one that got away. That gets uh, all right. And listen, so, listen, yeah. hold on. So part of the lows of the journey, because you have the highs yeah. and the lows. Uh, we're going to talk about your transitioning into business and and things that you continue to do. But before I get there, I want to talk, uh, just ask a little bit about when when you look at that first part, all the way to, to 195 and, and world leading, right? How, how does it make you feel? I feel very accomplished. Um, and I feel like um, I did that for my mother. Yeah. Yeah, I did because um, the tragic and sudden way in which she was stolen and taken from us, um, I felt like I can't hug her and I can't help her now. So I wondered to myself, you know, what's the one thing that I can do or what can I do to, you know, like, honor her legacy mm -hmm. and, um you know honor is very important to me honor thy mother and father say days will be long it's not uh it's not a, a it's a true thing mm -hmm. i'm living it right now my mm -hmm. life has become very thematic because of this i feel like a lot of blessings have come to my life just as a result of that 
and um i feel i feel like i have set my goal and i achieved it and then that made me to feel like i can do that with almost anything in life i've pretty much figured out a system goals and achieve it yeah all right and the system that you've figured out has channeled you into entrepreneurship talk to us a little bit about some of those initiatives both the for-profit and the not-for-profit things that you are channeling some of that experience from the journey into? Um, I'll speak to you first about the not-for-profit things because that is what came to me first. And then I realized that, hmm, in case nobody decides to jump on board, then you would need to fund your own dream. You just don't quit because other people don't want to help, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so a high jumper, um, I was sponsored for a very short time by one of the shoes company. Um, that contract was negotiated in such a way that I wasn't even a part of it. But these are other things that I discuss in my book. Look out for that. Mm -hmm. And um, um, right now we're doing Champs International um, Athletics, where we're currently based. And in case you all are wondering why should call it Champs. <laughs> You see, because I left before I had a chance to go to Champs and I realized had I been there, I would have been one of the Champs at Champs. So I couldn't go to Champs, so I bring Champs to me, right? Yeah, um, that's true. And, and, and hold on. Yeah, so for the people, I was saying this to somebody the other day, that for those who go to high school, in fact, I was saying it to my 17-year-old, that mm -hmm. there, there's just something about high school sports rivalry in Jamaica that is, is different right? The depth of it, the excitement around it. Champs in and of itself is a thing mm -hmm. that you, you don't see too many places, if anywhere at all, across the world. No, no. They should be their own Olympics, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> they are like the Olympics. And, and, and that is very true. Um, Champs International Athletics is a organization that is coaching fit offering strength training fitness coaching to young developing athletes who have aspirations to go to the olympics to represent their country or even just to pursue their education mm -hmm. and um, that's one of the initiatives that was born out of this and the other thing is um champs international high jump um back in um i was inspired to to establish uh, high jump training clinics for people. Because I've been wondering, people are always saying like, you gotta give back, you gotta give back to society. Um, although it didn't work out for me in the sport, um, I had world record aspirations just because I knew that I had figured out the system to get there. But it's mm -hmm. not the kind of thing you can do on your own, independent. Mm -hmm. But I need a community behind you and you need funding and all that. So mm -hmm. in any event, um, that was one of the challenges, but I didn't let that get me down from international high jump. We know that some young jumper is gonna probably go through the same thing that I did. Mm -hmm. And what I recognize is that this high jump actually acted as my North Star. And when I say as my North Star, once I hitched my wagon to that North Star and I decided to stay the course, so many things was born of it leading up to this question and answer that you're giving me. So then I've always wondered, 
how do I give back without, you know, doing this cliche, oh, I give back thing. I don't want to do cliche. I just want to just be able to be my natural self doing the thing that I love and sharing that with others. So mm -hmm. give back in a sense that this high jump clinic, um, high jump, um, sorry, is, is it acted basically as a catalyst for me um, to build my life. And I can share that with some young persons Mm -hmm. who love the event as much as I do or who wants to take it up and try it out. And it, I say it became a catalyst because almost everything that is happening to me in my life right now is as a result of the high jump. Right. This interview came because of the high jump. Or, or well, no, the alkaline water though. Well, partly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> partly. Right. Partly. Yes, but it gave me the confidence to do that, you see. Right. That's what I'm trying to share with you. Yeah. yeah that's what I All mean. Right. Listen, the clock is ticking. I have two more big ones. Uh, what's your biggest satisfaction when you look back at the journey and the heights that you got to? The biggest satisfaction is that winning feeling on the day I became number one in the world. That's it. That's it. I, I really... When I look back and think about all the hardship, all the struggling, and um, the fact that I was barely there in terms of my personality, um, the biggest satisfaction is knowing that I set a goal, I achieved it, and I became number one in the world. Not just in the United States, not mm -hmm. just in Canada, or that great track and field country of Jamaica, in the world. And I say so humbly. All right, yeah. last one. Yeah. There, there, there are many young people all over the world. There's possibly a little one from Trelawney that either will hear you, see you. Uh, what's your advice to them based on the road you have trod? The biggest advice I have for them is that you need to set a goal and don't give up. Like, Things can get so hard. You can feel like you're the only one in the world. But I promise you, if you never quit and you don't give up, something will work out for you. Something will work out. So that's it. Don't give up. Simply put, don't mm. give up. That's it. So, you know, if you take anything away from this conversation. Listen, Marissa, we could go on forever. We but could. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole won't like it. Okay. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole into this dry bread and crackers thing. All uh, right. I need some water with that. Chumps, alkalinewater.com. Uh, there, there you go, alkalinewater.com. All right, listen, book is coming out. You have to give us a little squeeze on that. Uh, when when, when the book going to come out? Can make a buy, make a buy a one and make a Toronto and you have to sign mine. Yes, we're expecting by December of um, this year, 2023. And um, you will surely get your copy. All right. Find copy, yes. And for all who want to find out more about Marissa, marissakidnet.com, right? Uh, yeah. Lots of information about what she has done. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have had you here on A Time to Reason and Water Go On. Continue doing what you're doing. Continue staying humble and continue to contribute to society. Appreciate the time. The pleasure was mine, Donovan. Thank you so much. And let me just send a shout out to all my friends in Jamaica, in Canada, over there in Edmonton, all in Africa, everybody who's listening. 
I send my love, peace, and blessings to the people in Abilene, Texas. Big up yourself and everybody else and anybody else who I forgot. Love. All right. Respect. Take care. Yeah. Peace. Thanks, thanks for changing. All right. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Miss Nicole. <laughs> nice. That was a great, great discussion. Yes, right. it was. Right, yes, you can understand why the bread and crackers reach in the boat. Hey. Yeah, but I wonder what was in the drink there for the gear, though. Yes, uh, orange. You know, I uh, listen, here's something that I'm going to say. Well, first of all, to big up all the dads who support their kids through their dream in the formative years. Who knows where they will get to? Right? Who knows they will get to? You know, yes. the other day I was at an event in Toronto and I sent a couple of pictures to Danielle. You know Danielle. Mm -hmm. And Danielle responded and her, her, her line to me was, Dad, I want to be famous. <laughs> it was so inspiring. Because yes. I'm like, you, you never know. Granted, we never really make no drinks good, Danielle. But... <laughs> So, minute, no, no, if I high jump, should I go really get far? Yeah, in but high jump. Can but, you make any weird mix up drinks give your Canadian children, though? Yeah, man, yeah, man. I oh, mean, really? you know, one sip and I, I say, ooh, <laughs> but <laughs> you, but you know, but yeah. But here's the other thing I was going to say about Marissa and her dad. You know, for, for a long while, and maybe this is a, another discussion we have on what's going on, maybe next season. We, we misunderstood the messages and the focus of Rastafarianism mm -hmm. and how true and useful it was in terms of what them eat, where them think and where them focus and how yeah. if we had adopted many of those things, how much better it was or would have been, would have been yeah. for, for us as a people and individually because we never get it. Mm -mm. We never get it. Oh, but, yeah. you know, you know, this is a story that I thought was interesting for somebody to deal with tragedy and trauma uh, as, a, as a teenage kid, but to channel that trauma and that, that hurt into something that literally got her soaring. Yeah. It's, it's really, really interesting because some people go the other way. It affects them Definitely. really, really negatively, right? Yeah. She was able to package it and, and, and take her all the way world number one. The other thing that I took away from, from this one was how not knowing what you don't know, you know, can, can be a, a, you know, a, a little bit of a distraction, right? Yeah, true. In the sense that, boy, who knew what, what it would mean as a, as a world champion? You know, you come from country, mm. so, you know, you, you're never exposed to these things. You don't see it around you. Yeah. Right, and therefore you might not necessarily extract as much from it, right, as you could have if you were properly sheltered or properly coached and guided along the way. So, people, if you can guide a youngster, guide them. And I'm I'm really proud that Marissa set up her foundation and guiding youngsters along mm -hmm. the way. You know, today I had a chat with 
with a young professional. Uh, you know, we, 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 we had an audience with a really great company here in Canada. And it was, it was interesting to me to just watch her learn from, mm -hmm. from those around who had been down a path and could help her along. along so yeah. if you can help somebody along the way, based on your own experience, because you don't know what you don't know. And Definitely. if somebody can, can put you along the path, Definitely. And that is great, right? Yes. Anyway, boy, this, 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 this was a good one for me. I really enjoyed this. Yes, it was good. Another All right. Yeah, man. I'm going to leave you alone so we can All finish right. it. And we'll be back next week, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take care. Yeah, man. All right. Take it easy. All right. What well, good. All right, folks. You've heard it. And I hope you, you took away um, something from it. Um, mentorship is, is important. Sometimes when you, you live in a certain space or within a certain locale and you don't have certain things that are afforded to you, sometimes it's hard for you to dream beyond your circumstances when you don't have examples. So, and again, I just want to reiterate what Donovan said, big up a good father them out there because sometimes we make it seem like, say, happy dirty man da Jamaica or dirty pupa. But you have some proper, proper father out there where I do this father thing with them children and supporting them dreams and all of that. And, you know, sometimes we say as Jamaican parents, if you know good at something, we're not for back you up. But then it's good when you can realize or try to envision your kids' potential and stand up behind them. All right. So that was another good one. Thanks, Marissa. And I guess we look forward to the book and ensure when the book is out, you support it. Yes, sir, Clarence, big up yourself. Big up, big up, big up. Thank you, David. Yes, you are a legendary. Yes, she is, um, David. Thanks for commenting. David Francis. I wonder if you're related to my mother, David. Not that every Francis is related, but hey. You never know. Um, so back to the Patrick's phrase of the day. If you're born for any, you can't join. Yes, it, it simply means you cannot escape your destiny. So as you say, in Jamaica, what fear can be on fear. So if a this, that's something that you forget it, nothing can make you get it. So if you're born for any, you can't join. Yes, so write it down, put it in your book. Use it somewhere as usual, if you, especially if you live in these places where they don't understand Jamaican parlance. Just drop it in the middle of a conversation and just leave it right there. If you're born for any, you can drown. So again, remember, folks, always keep the comments coming. That's all we like when you engage with us. Keep the feedback coming about the conversation and also comment on the Patwa word. Next week, we'll be looking at connecting to your history, the Grace Kennedy Jamaican Birthright Program. We are close to the end of season 23, yes. And appropriately, we'll be doing that with a discussion about connecting to our homeland, the black, green, and gold, yes. That is what Wataguan National is all about. We'll be joined by Tiana Thomas, Samaya Miller, and Debbie Buck, recipients of the Grace Kennedy Birthright Internship Program. This program provides Jamaican youth in the diaspora a chance to connect to their roots personally and professionally. They get to work in a world-renowned organization while embracing the realities of being 
being in, working in, living in the land of their roots. This should be another very interesting um, discussion. So plan to join us because we're getting close to the end of the season. So ensure you join us. You can now share your message on Wataguan National while we share our stories and experiences. Advertise with us as we grow. Contact us via wataguan.ca or any of our social media handles, and they are YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. You can connect with us via email also at wataguancnd at gmail.com. Remember, to get Wataguan to be big, large, and national, remember to follow, subscribe, and like. And share. Share it like good food. When um, you want something to get big, you have to encourage people to come into it. And you do that by sharing. You can check out our website at www.wataguan2as.ca to find any of the links. Remember to send us an email or comment on social media. You can contact us also through our social media platform. Again, thank you for joining us for another inspirational conversation on Wataguan National. Your girl from Bongotown is checking out for another Friday. Una walk good and have a good week on purpose.